Okay, um, can we have the other side? Excellent. Uh, so I'm John Mather, and I want to tell you another part of the history of the universe, but first I have to say, Adam, you're a troublemaker. <laughs> Just like we were encouraged to be at lunchtime. So um, I've worked on a couple of projects at NASA. I work at Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, and so, by the way, if people are interested in uh, what we do, uh, you're invited to come visit. Um, so you can definitely find me on the Internet if you try. So let me see if I can push the button that works here. Is it the the green arrow? Big green. Oh, that's that's a clue. Okay. So um, I think astronomers are part of answering this philosophical question. Uh, when uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote our Declaration of Independence, he said uh, uh, the laws of nature and of nature's God, and he was really interested in science. So he would be thinking as a scientist, but. Uh, he then said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So this implies this immense philosophical question, how do you go from a universe governed by laws of science, which we're trying to discover, to this amazing world that we're now inhabiting and trying to, uh, to manage? So um, uh, we have a, quite an interesting challenge. The physicists have the easy part, I have to, have to say. So uh, this is another version of Adam's chart. Uh, this is Edwin Hubble's discovery of the expanding universe. Notice I don't call it the Big Bang Theory. I'm going to argue against the Big Bang name of this story. Uh, but in 1929, he made this picture, which uh, we now uh, recognize as the expanding universe. Uh, he found that distant galaxies are going away from us with a speed proportional to distance. Divide the distance by the speed, you get the age of the universe. So it was that simple or that difficult. So uh, 1929. Uh, we remember that also as the year of the uh, collapse of the worldwide economy. Try not to do that again. <laughs> so um, that means it's impossible for me to draw you a picture of the early universe. Um, and also I want to emphasize that it is the wrong name that people have given to this story. Uh, it was given to the uh, idea of the expanding universe by an opponent of the theory. And I'm afraid uh, when everyone says Big Bang Theory, do you not picture a little, uh, little explosion? A little hand grenade or a big hand grenade going off, a truly enormous one. That's actually not what we saw. We see Hubble's chart. We see the galaxies running away from each other. We do not see, boom, something happens. And so there's a lot of interpretation uh, between the uh, expanding universe theory and the idea that there was a time before time and all those other things. Astronomers mostly don't really believe that, but we're still wondering. Uh, we are waiting for the next theory, the one that might actually unify quantum theory and gravity that Adam was talking about. So uh, another lovely surprise, Adam talked to you about the supernovae. The supernovae are stars that explode. Well, we are totally recycled, and you might not feel that. If you look in the mirror in the morning, every time you do, you're looking at the remains of exploded stars. <laughs> How about that? So this is a part of applied cosmology, which you might not have thought of as a science. So. Um, that's because we know from the early universe story that uh, there was only hydrogen and helium after the first three minutes. The rest of the chemical elements had to come somewhere, and they came from stars that have nuclear reactions. So by the way, we have one lovely nuclear reactor in the sky. It produces vast quantities of energy, if you're curious about energy. We already have one lovely controlled nuclear processor going there. So that's a secret to future energy supplies. It's not so secret. Um, so. Um, if I push this button again. Uh, so this is a picture of the uh, satellite that earned a Nobel Prize for our team. 
Um, this is called the Cosmic Background Explorer Satellite. It was launched in 1989, 15 years after it was conceived. Uh, and it discovered that the cosmic microwave radiation, which is the primordial heat, um, is actually quite bright, but uh, isn't exactly It might have been. Anyway, it's, uh, it's very bright. It's three microwatts per square meter. It's hard for us to measure. We measured it extremely precisely. We confirmed this expanding universe story ex effectively, perfectly. And we found the primordial seeds for our own existence. In other words, there are hot and cold spots in that early universe, as shown in this picture, um, that uh, if they weren't there, we wouldn't know how come gravity could form galaxies and how come we could exist. So Stephen Hawking said this was the most important scientific discovery of this century, if not of all time. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, I am wrapping up. I have to skip a chart or two. I did go to Stockholm like Adam did. I got my diploma. <laughs> and I'll skip the last chart because I'm out of time. Uh, but we are currently working on the James Webb Space Telescope at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center and around the world. And in six years from this month, we are hoping to be launching it uh, from French Guiana to even learn more. Thanks very much.